Hey there, starseeds. Welcome to Beyond the Cosmic Table. We're a group of friends from different cultures, backgrounds, and beliefs. We gather around our table and initiate honest and open conversations on how energy and frequencies influence what we create around us. By expanding awareness, we're able to journey with practical guidance leading to our highest awareness and conscious living. So take a seat and join us at our table. In this episode, we enter into a conversation between Ebby, Susan, Avni, Diane, and Lee as they discuss the idea of if our astrological charts can be a template for our life. Evie shares a very interesting story of someone that shared the same birthday and the same experience on the same day and location as her mother, as well as more conversation around how we may choose our experiences before we enter each life, including the exact day, time, and location of our birth. Hi, you guys. Uh, Susan and I had a discussion the other day, and one of the things that I shared with her was that my mother had passed away on March 6, 1976, and her birthday was February 26, 1933. And somewhere around like the early 90s, my sister had contacted me and asked if I wanted to go to a tea reader in Elgin, nearby town. And I said yes. And so I contacted the woman and she sounded very nice. And in our conversation, as I usually do, I asked for her birthday. And to my surprise, her birthday was February 26, 1933. So at this time, I was so, so interested in her birth date that I booked the consultation. And she gives me a, a wonderful reading. She's a wonderful woman. And at the end of the consultation, I said, I know it's been a long time, but can you remember where you possibly were on the weekend of March 6, 1976? And it surprised me that the woman didn't even skip a beat. She said, yes, of course I know where I was. I was at Sherman Hospital because I had broken my neck. I was there. I, that's where I was. And I was in the hospital for a long, long time. And she goes, why do you ask? And I thought, how interesting. My mother was in a car accident in which she broke her neck and was taken to Sherman Hospital in Elgin, where she was pronounced dead. So as a result of this conversation with Susan, Susan picked up on another thought. And uh, Susan, do you want to take it from there? Yeah, so I was thinking about that, you know, the idea that we have our astrological chart. We have our stars and a good astrologer is going to be able to see a lot of detail in our chart and things that happen to us or things that are more likely in our lives and kind of key situations that come up. And I would call that definitely breaking your neck and going to the hospital a key situation. But is that really so consistent across people born at the same time or you know the same day or something like that? And so... I had a thought that I wonder as souls that were, you know, up there and contemplating a life on earth and thinking about what experiences we want to have or what things we want to work out or lessons we want to learn or whatever it is that we're, we're contemplating our life with and understanding, of course, all things as we're all knowing and connected to all things at that point, that we understand astrology and the charts and how things are aligned, that we, I wonder if those astrology charts, if you were, are like templates for someone's life. And that 
we would understand that and be actually be able to choose a template for our life to say, oh yeah, these are some key things that I want to experience in my lifetime on earth. So I'm going to be cho choose to be born at this particular time on this day in this particular place so that I can have this template. And I thought that was an interesting idea because I liked that idea that not so much that we just are randomly born and whatever the start, you know, the planets were in alignment at that particular time just happened to determine our life. I like the idea better of we actually chose this, this astrological template uh, for the things that we want to experience in life. So I was thinking that, you know, maybe Ebony, as you, as you explore, um, what is it? Between life, your between life um, hypnosis, hypnosis. Thank you. That uh, maybe it's something to explore. We could ask that question and, you know, see if there's any merit to that. Yeah. I think that's a really cool concept, you know, to ask because I, Diane can attest we do have a reason why we chose our body, you know, the way we look, we have, you know, a reason why we chose the souls around us. So it would be fair to say, why wouldn't we choose a template? Like you said, I like that, um, that analogy, having a template there that says based on your time and date and your sign and all of that other stuff, these are the types of experiences you're going to have based on what you're looking to get out of this next life. It could also go in this, in this variation, I was sharing with Susan that perhaps so much detail is more of a human thing than it is something from a higher perspective. They may not, it may not be so necessary from a soul level, you know, because we're looking at things linear so, so much of that detail may not be where, um, okay, I'm going to pick this template, but just the outcome of what we want, be, you know, the outcome of what the soul is striving for or hopeful that the human representation of themselves will do is just going to happen. And it's going to happen. It, it's not like they need to look, know where all the stars are aligned to have that happen. It's just upon entry and upon vibration that it's just is, you know, I think a lot of those small details are things that we still feel we need to do, you know, from our point, because think of they're all in this huge cosmos, you know, so for them to say, okay, I'll go into earth when Mars is here, Venus is here, this asteroid. I think that's the kind of detail they don't necessarily need. But upon entry, you're, igni you're igniting isn't the word. What's activating? You're activating that program and coming in. Now I have a question for you guys who are, in, who are knowledgeable on the Akashic. Wouldn't the, the Akashic Records has all our past lives? Doesn't it also have all our future lives and everything? So isn't that kind of like the template Susan's talking about? I know she's talking more astrologically at this point, but isn't it the same concept? But that makes sense to me. I think all of, you know, some of us can probably agree that because the Akashic and the Akasha holds all the information that exists, you know, linearly, but to be exist in a, you know, higher consciousness level, that we could say that everything that is and to be um, would be there, including these templates for how these lifetimes are going to go. 
what I wanted to say was last week you brought up, is it Chiron? Is that right? Chiron? Chiron? It's Chiron, Chiron, depends on what part of the country you're from. Right. So last week you brought up um, that aspect on our um, astrological chart. Would it be that people say at least these major things like, okay, I want to work on this, this aspect, which would mean that I'd like for Chiron to be in the eighth house. And, you know, when I come into lifetime, or do you think that it's the other way around, you come into lifetime, and then that's when you see all those aspects that you've chosen? I believe it could, it's more the second, because I, like I said, I really think all these details and need to making our own choices for everything is more of an earth human thing than something of a higher consciousness. And they already, it's like, it's like when you know the end of a movie and you know, it's going to be the highs and lows of a movie, but you still sit through it, especially if you've seen it already. If you've seen it already, you can have compassion for all the characters, but you know they're going to be okay at the end, you know, and that's something I don't know if Lee, you ever went through this with your mother passing um, at a young age, but like when my mother passed, that is what got me through so much was the belief in reincarnation, the belief in all the, the Eastern beliefs really helped me because in my mind, she saw the end of the movie she knew we were going to be yeah. okay and I can jump to the end of the movie and know we're all going to be okay and instead of wondering how we're going to get through this I just hung on to we're going to get through it fine because I know we're all going to be fine at the end of the movie and right. you know what I never saw that show Mork and Mindy never watched it and I remember going through the living room and the kids were watching it and it was on an episode, I think, where the main character, her mother or her parents are passed away. And he's explaining to her how they saw the end of the movie and they saw she was going to be OK. So they were OK leaving. And I thought, hey, that's that's what I believe. You know, I like that it showed up like that. We had a similar situation when my mom passed because she was in the ICU and she was in a coma. And we had to decide whether we needed to take her off of life support or not. And at the beginning, you know, it was more like, well, we'd like to see further tests and all of that. But once the neurologist told us that she had no function in her brain, you know, to me, knowing at the soul level, like you said, she's going to be okay. This isn't the end. It's just a continuation of, you know, these chapters that are part of our book of life, right? Um, it was okay for, for me to let her go knowing that this is the best decision. So you're right. Like the spirituality um, helps when you're making these decisions, knowing that it's not the end all, you know, things are going to continue these decisions we make, you know, it's not just black and white, you know, it's not like as detrimental as we make it out to be. So swinging back around to what Susan was saying, these are things we can really try and explore and maybe come back around to. The more Avani explores through the hypnosis that she's doing with her clients, you know, if you can give us that kind of feedback. For those of you who work with the Akashic, you know, um, check and see, you know, the next time you guys get an uh, Akashic reading, not just looking into the past, but how interesting. Here we go 
to find out, ah, the person I'm with today, what were we like in a past life? Were we together in a past life? I'm more inclined to ask, what about the future? You know, what about the forward life? You know, although I am one to want, not want to have another one, but there are some of you who are having a lot of fun here and want to keep coming back. So, I mean, that would be, that would be so interesting. So I think that Susan, getting back to your, what you brought up, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. I don't know to what degree or capacity of our awareness or our capability to be aware of how that does, but I think that would be awesome to explore. You know what? You do portal readings. Can't you ask your portal people? I could. Yeah. What came up when you were doing some of the um, between life readings? The thing was, is the first two hypnosis um, sessions or groups that I worked with Avani, the realization and the messages came through. Like I knew what the messages were, or, you know, it made a lot of pieces of the puzzle fall into place. Well, the past life or the lines between lines hypnosis, I had listened to it four times. And there was something that was in there that made me go and sit at my Akashic Records. And I committed to like doing an hour for three days. I'm like, I'm just going to make myself do it because this is obviously important because I was listening to everything that I was saying in the hypnosis, but a lot of it wasn't making sense. So I went back and listened to it. And um, one of the things that came up, we were talking about the template. She asked me, because um, in the past life that I was leaving at the beginning of the session, takes us back to a lifetime that we're getting ready to transition. And I was a healer and African, I was an African-American healer and I was a large woman. And long story, I mean, to bring it all together, it turned out that in that lifetime, I um, felt like I was being judged because of my like weight that people wouldn't think I was a healer um, because of my weight. And here I just kept saying, I'm just healthy. And I, I mean, like you could tell it was like, I was a healthy weight. <laughs> but then um, somebody had asked me the question because I'm um, more of a petite size now. And she's like, well, how did that play out with how, you know, when you came into this lifetime, and it didn't make sense originally. I forget how the words were, but it was the fact that I wanted to really excel at this and I didn't want to experience, you know, being judged on that aspect of it. So I chose a smaller body just because I had experienced the other. And now I just wanted to experience like the size, although we hope that nobody would judge us because of that. But, you know, back in that because it was, what did I, was that 1400s, 1500s? Um, I forget the time frame that that one, I don't forget the time frame that that was. I forget, but I do remember it was in Africa. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like from that lifetime, you know, when I was leaving that um, I kind of had the thought of, well, I was kind of, you know, judged because you don't expect um, some of the people do this great healing work. And, you know, she was, she didn't have a family. Um, it was just her. Um, she didn't have children or a husband or anything that we picked up on at all. So it was interesting in that lifetime that it kind of, you know, planning my body type kind of made sense after the fact um, about the judgment part, which is cool. Well, and I think I found out right when I did, um, you know, five years ago when I did that past life for uh, meditation for, you know, at the studio, um, and it was my first one ever. Cause like all my life, you know, being petite and, you know, being like 
411. Um, you know, I did get teased a lot and I was made fun of. And, you know, um, I know I was made comments about just not feeling pretty because I was short. And, you know, I think you guys have heard some of the struggles that I had. So I always had that low self-confidence. And in that life, uh, my one of my past lives, I was a very large, brutish woman. And, you know, nobody really wanted to marry me because I wasn't feminine enough for that time in my village. And I pretty much died, you know, alone, taking care of my parents and, you know, seeing them pass. And I remember that that is exactly why I chose this body in this lifetime because of the fact that I had such a different body in that lifetime. And ever since that meditation, I have a completely different appreciation for why I chose that body. It is interesting how it just all ties back and comes back around to the lessons that, you know, that we may have in a lifetime. And I believe like if Evie, um, you had the number thing back when we were back in the beginning about one of the things that came up for me was judgment. So that ties into this whole picture too, of like bringing the pieces together, just learning that we're not, you know, we're not judging most of all ourselves for anything on our journey. We can't judge ourselves if we don't feel like we're, you know, we're moving fast enough or we're um, needing to do healing or we all work at our own pace. So not to judge yourself on where you are. And when we do judge ourselves, we realize that this is exactly what we've chosen for ourselves. You know, we are exactly where we plan to be. And then we can let go of that judgment, knowing that it's all, like you guys said, right? It's all going to work out. Well, and learning the lessons that that has brought us. Mm -hmm. You know, we usually have things that we want to work on and heal in this lifetime. And by bringing that to our attention, we can work on it and heal it. So that's why having astrology there and the charts and all these other spiritual tools that we use, they're all great with those lessons, right? They're just tools that we use as we continue to gain lessons and experiences in this lifetime and throughout all of our lifetimes that we carry over. Correct. I think this conversation here is something that we can take, what we can take away from is let's get out there put our feelers out there, do our expertise in the areas that we're really great at in, in researching. And let's ask our guides and uh, see what we come back with. I know for myself, I would like more information on this. So maybe we can get some more information and then swing back around. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 I love these conversations. They really get you thinking, right? How about that correlation with the woman and Evie's mom? Crazy. Well, we'll have to loop back around to this conversation after the tribe gets some more information through more work, research, and connecting with their guides. Thank you for clicking play and listening in. We'll be back in two weeks to share more conversation around the cosmic table.